All right. So, um, oh, okay, great. All right. So welcome, man. I'm pretty excited about this because uh, I put a lot of uh, time into this, going over this, uh, great, uh, producing really, really good content, what I feel. Um, so I'm just going to kind of walk you through through the process. If you have questions, you can raise your hand <clears throat> or um, type in a question, which would be good. And as I go through here, um, okay, I'm still good. People can hear me. Just give me a thumbs up if I'm still, if you can still hear me. Test, test, test. Can you hear me? Or just give me a thumbs up like that because I can see some people. Okay, great. All right. So um, so this is a four-week challenge. So what I've done here is, did everyone get this page right in here where it says the first week content? All right. So if you if you have this, really, this is going to be, basically how this is going to work is I'm going to deliver content and then there's going to be very specific videos that you're going to want to watch and quote, like, like homework. And then next time that we meet, if you have questions, you guys can email me questions. And if you have questions while we're going through the workshop here the first week, type them in, uh, which would be good. Or if you wanted to like raise your hand here and ask a question, unmute, you can do that too. So I'm just going to be paying attention to my content and all these different graphs I have uh, on the computer here. So just to give uh, some kind of input, what's when we talk about inflammation, what are people's biggest concerns? So I have an idea of what people are looking for. So maybe I can cater some questions to this. When it comes to your inflammation, what's your biggest concern about your inflammation? Like what's your biggest concern about your inflammation and where is your most inflammatory process? So just give people a couple minutes to type something in. Okay, pain. All right. Fatigue. All right. Okay, good. All right. Thanks for those couple of response. So just to give you an idea of my background, some, some people know me, some, some people don't. I've been poisoned by Cipro. Okay. <clears throat> um, so my training is a chiropractor. I've been a, a chiropractor for 24 years. I've been doing uh, functional medicine now for 10 uh, 10 years ago is when when the, the first time I ran any lab. So since then, in the past 10 years, my knowledge of functional medicine and how the human body works when it comes to, quote, like biohacking has gone up uh, tremendously. So the principles I'm going to lay out today work 100% of the time. Uh, they, they've been tested. They've been tested over and over and over and over repeatedly. And I think... Uh, what I've, I've what I've come up with is very specific, practical things that you can do very simply to to gauge or determine the amount of inflammation that is actually uh, in 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 your body. Um, so the first thing, let's get on to uh, the notes right here, and everyone can see the notes. We're on the first week of notes, and if you have questions, just so you can continue to type them in. So w one of the things is I've seen clinically is. What we want, hang on a second, my dog's crying here. I got to let my dog out. Oh, 
Okay, so one of the things that I see clinically when we talk about inflammation, and this can actually be a huge eye-opener, is what I'm going to talk about is basically your glucose control. So if we click this button right here, and you're going to go to the page where I have this very specifically set up. So basically, my envision on this is I'll give you the foundation, the principles of what you need to do. You want to go back and watch the video, so you can either do a couple things you can watch the video or read it. Um, I, so I've tried to incorporate as many different learning styles as possible through either reading, watching, or there's actually on some of these, there's actually podcasts that you can listen to. But the more that you listen to this content, the the basically the, the more solid your foundation is going to, going to be. So when it comes to the, to, to the glucose control, I've come up with this protocol. And this is very, very significant. And you'll be shocked once you do this protocol and what you're actually going to find. So if you can see here. So one of the things is when we talk about glucose levels, you can see this normal right in here where it says 85 to 99. What I want you to envision, you're going to want to write this down, is normal is between 85 and 120. This is with or without food. This is how you want to gauge your, uh, your how, how well your glucose control is. So a normal glucose with food or without food is 85 to 120. Now, let me go down to the basic protocol. So if we move down here. So this is going to be the, the basic protocol right in here. Um, so what you're going to want to do is, before I do that, this is what you're going to want to buy. So you scroll all the way down, this kit right here. So if you go to Amazon, just order this kit. It's very simple. It's $24. What you're going to want to probably do is when you buy this kit, you're also going to want to get more of the actual uh, strips there. We're actually checking your glucose. So this is, you buy the strip and then you're set up for, you know, $24. It's really, really affordable. So the basic protocol is this. Is when you wake up in the morning, you're going to prick your finger. So you're going to prick it. And then before you eat, you're going to prick your finger. 30 minutes after you eat, you're going to prick your finger. One hour after, two hours after. And before you go to bed, and if you're waking up at night, you prick it then. So you might be pricking your finger like 15 times, which sounds like a lot, and it is actually a lot. But once you get this data for, let's say, five days, you only have to do it for five days, then you're actually going to know if you have a sugar spike or not. And what the research shows, if you are if you have sugar spikes, high or low, this is going to be chronic inflammation. So this is really, really critical. So when, when clients come to me, I see a lot of people that they'll be eating some food and it will spike up to uh, 150, 140, 160. And then all of a sudden, uh, two hours later, they're down to like 70. So you have this huge spike between basically 70 and 60 or, or, or 70 and 160 or 170. So you have basically a 100 point difference within a two hour period. Now, when it comes to these fundamental principles, this is the low-hanging fruit. I've had people that have been damaged by antibiotics and have done the shiny coin. They've done the stem cell. 
They, they've done the Ivy bags. They've done all this stuff. And then we get down to this basic RIP protocol. And guess what? We found out that they have, they eat some food and their sugar goes way up and then their sugar crashes and your body cannot heal uh, when this is going up and down. So this is a very critical protocol and it's very, very simple. And this has actually taken me years and years to actually figure this cycle out and the significance of this. So once you know this, and once you collect this data, it's either problem or it's an, or it's not. And then what you can do is then, and these are going to be uh, in week two, is I'll be going over like autoimmune paleo, uh, gluten-free, and all those things. So then it's a matter of what can we do to start reducing these spikes. <clears throat> and there's a lot of things that you can do to, to, to reduce the spikes. But today, what I just want to go over is give you the protocols, study the material, buy the glucose meter, and then try it on for your, yourself. And you're actually going to be shocked at what you're going to find. So in here, what we want to see, I'm just going to blow this up. So again, this should be 85 to 120 with or without food, and you should be within this green area. Now, what's going to happen and what you're going to find out is that you can be in a state of hypoglycemia. So again, you're going to see the green is always going to be 85 to 120. So you may get in up in the morning, you may check your glucose, and let's say it is uh, let's say it's 95. In the morning, glucose, I like to see the glucose under 100 in, in the morning. So in the morning, I like to see it less than 100. So let's say you get up in the morning and let's say it's 100. And then you eat breakfast and then you check it um, You know, 30 minutes later and it's dipping. Now it's down to like 85. And then you check it another hour and it's down to 75. And then maybe all of a sudden you're going to see it zoom up like this in another hour where it's going to be high, you're going to have high sugar levels. So boom, right there, if this is occurring for you, no matter what you do, you're not going to get better. And this, these are where, where the, the basic principles are very critical. The things I'm going to lay out right here, if this is out, nothing that you're going to do is going to help you. And clinically, this is what I, I'm, I'm finding is Lots of people have sugar dysregulation problems, and no one's actually had a protocol, a simple protocol, to figure out uh, what to do when it comes to the uh, the sugar levels. So if it's a problem, then you can start investigating what you can do to handle it, and there's a lot of things that can be done to handle it. Uh, so this one up here, this was a hypoglycemic pattern, so too low. And then down in here, this would be an insulin resistance, pre-diabetic, diabetic. diabetic. Uh, down in here, then you can see I have all these little spikes. So again, we're talking uh, with or without food, 85 to 120. So if you're eating a meal, and let's say whatever you eat, let's say you have spaghetti, which would be a horrible meal, and you spike up to, let's say, 150, and then two hours later, you're dropping down to a hypoglycemic pattern. This would be more of a hyperglycemic pattern when it's in the upper range right in here. So now if you know this, then you have a huge missing link, and then there's actually a path to actually get better. Okay, so uh, any questions with this, just respond uh, in the box if you have a question. If not, I'm going to go to the second piece of information. Okay, so this is the second piece of content, which is going to be right in here. Um, so, so this is it right here. So what I just want to kind of go over 
is these would be indicators of problems or symptoms if you have a sugar dysregulation problem. So in here, you can listen to this, you can watch the video, or you can read. So there's a lot of different ways to go about this. So in here, generally speaking, if someone has dysglycemia, so when we talk about dysglycemia, that's just a fancy word for saying that your sugars are out of whack, they're either high or low. So when we look at this, fatigue, insomnia, mood, mood swings, anxiety, depression, hair thinning, in the comment section, uh, just put in here, yes, if you have one of these, just put yes if you have any of these things right in here, in the comment section. If you have fatigue, insomnia, mood swings, anxiety, depression, hair thinning, hormonal imbalances. So we got a few yeses. Okay. Has anyone here... Just to kind of just to get a feel of the audience, has anyone done this protocol in here where it comes to pricking your finger and checking your blood sugar levels? Has, has anyone done this? Has anyone been aware of this? Has anyone done this? Okay, Maria, thanks for answering. John, Barbara, Kim, Kim. Okay. So this. So this is where all the, the, like, we can start to gel someone together and guide them to recovering. When you look at your case, you have you can't do the same old thing. Whatever your problem is, you can't do the same old thing. So you have to do some things that are different outside the box that have never been done before that are very logical and simple. Okay, great. Thanks for answering that. Appreciate that. Now, in here, this is a classic sign that you have hypoglycemia, which is not enough sugar in your body. And this is real critical, energy after meals. So if you get energy after meals, that tells you that you're probably hypoglycemia. You eat some food and then your sugar levels go up. Now, here's the one thing that should happen when you eat food. The one thing and the only thing that should happen is your hunger pain goes away. That's it. That's the only thing that should happen. So if you get gas, you get bloating, you get constipation, you get diarrhea, you get more energy, you get less energy, all those are signs that you have some kind of sugar dysregulation affecting energy production, affecting hormonal production, you know, affecting every every cell in your your entire body. Okay, now this would be insulin resistance, so pre-diabetic, craving sugars all day long. Fatigue after meals, this is a very specific after meals. This is a, uh, basically it's telling you that you probably have an insulin resistant pattern. <clears throat> okay, difficulty staying asleep. I'm going to handle sleep in the third component here. Uh, okay. So um, one of the things is when we talk about energy production. We're going to be talking about this thing down in here, which is ATP. Now, if you have any problem in your, in your body at all, you probably have an ATP mitochondrial problem. So for all the people that don't know, mitochondria is where is what is produces the energy. But not only does it produce energy, it does most of the inner communication with your cells. It produces hormones. It has to do with your immune system. There's tons and tons of research that if you have a hypoglycemic pattern or a hyperglycemic pattern, either or, you're going to decrease your ATP production, and then you're going to be out of homeostasis. So this is why 
this first protocol is very, very critical and why this can just change cases around. Now, if you read this in here, there's a lot of cool stuff on uh, fiber and adding fiber uh, to like an IV drink, which I'm going to be talking about here, I think maybe like next week uh, on that. Um, and then if you really kind of want to geek out, you can hit these blue links right here. And then I have, uh, it goes to some of my other content, but also some of the stuff will read, it will go to like the research article. So you can you can hit those other links there for more information. Okay, um, any questions on that before I move to the next portion? Okay, so so far we've covered the blood glucose, uh, and we've gone over these two pieces of data. The critical thing is start with the the sugar meter. Uh, meter. Get that on Amazon like tonight, overnight it so you have the data. Now, the next thing I want to go over is a sleep protocol right here. And um, you know, there's two things. If you can normalize blood sugar and you can normalize sleep, if you have a sugar dysregulation problem and you have poor sleep and you can handle those two things, the God-giving healing ability in your body is going to start to function better. You're going to start to recover because you need these things to start to recover. So sleep is very, very critical. So let me just hit that link and I'm going to take you to sleeping like a baby protocol. Now, a couple of people have said they have difficulty staying asleep. Now, with Maria, um, when it comes to, oh, let, just let me ask you a question. How many people is sleep an issue for? Just say yes, it's a, it's a sleep's an issue. Just kind of type in yes. Yes, if sleep's an issue. So we know Maria, okay, Kim, John. Okay, a lot of people. All right. So this is another real critical um, protocol I've come up with. And a lot of this stuff, to be honest with you, is just like trial and error. Like I've studied a bunch of material. I've connected some of the dots. I've applied it to some cases and they get better. So I know these things are really fundamental, critical principles for someone to get better. Now, again, you can like read the article, watch a video, uh, listen to the podcast, but I'm going to go over the protocol right now. One thing that's not on this protocol, so you might want to write this down so you don't forget about this. One of the things that I've seen clinically that can happen is if, let me just go back here. Um, so, for example, I'm, just, I'm going to pull this up here so you, you can visualize what I'm talking about when it comes to sleep. Okay. This is critical. You want to take some notes on this because it's not in this material. It's somewhere on my website, but this is a uh, this is like a, a critical gem. If you have sugar, uh, let me just see. I want to see where if you can see myself. If you have sugar dysregulation, meaning your sugar during the day is up and down, that means that you don't have good glucose storage. So the storage happens in your liver. So if you have poor sugar storage, which is in your liver, your liver 
is when you go to sleep, your liver is what gives you energy, right? So if you have poor storage in your liver, meaning that throughout the day, because you have all these metabolic problems, you're not storing enough sugar in your liver. And when you go to sleep, if you wake up, before I go over that, let me just give a quick question. In the comment section here, what time are you waking up generally? So the people that are waking up, what time are you waking up at? 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5, 2.30, okay. Okay, good. So what can happen, 3, 3 and 5, okay, so what can happen is get down here. So throughout the day, no, so when you're sleeping, and if your liver doesn't have enough sugar to uh, take reserves from, what happens is your body needs sugar. So if you don't have enough sugar stored up, your adrenal glands start producing norepinephrine and epinephrine. So let me say that again. If you don't have enough storage sugar in your liver, your adrenal glands see that and they're like, we need food. It's going to increase norepinephrine and epinephrine. And if you know those hormones are what? Those hormones are stress. You're scared. You see a tiger. You're going to run away. Those are your stress hormones. So what happens? You're going to wake up. So you're waking up. And this is, I mean, this is a possibility. You have to try this on to see if it works for you, right? But uh, a lot of times this is a problem. So what happens is when you're down in here, let's say at 2.30, 3.30, you start to produce norepinephrine, epinephrine, and you wake up and you can't get back to sleep because it's a stress hormone. So here's the critical part. Before you go to bed, you want to eat something. It cannot be carbohydrates. It needs to be fat and protein. It could be a piece of steak. It could be an avocado. It could be nuts. It could be almonds. So you want to eat something that has fat and protein because until you get metabolically sound and can rely on your sugars from your liver, you're going to dip down into this hypoglycemic pattern. Then you're going to wake up and then you can't get to sleep because you have all these stress hormones floating around in your body. So this is critical, right? So eat something with a protein or a fat, uh, no carbohydrates, can't be carbohydrates. Okay. Does anyone have any questions with that? What I just said about the epinephrine, norepinephrine and the stress hormones? All right, good. So let's get on to this protocol here. How many people take magnesium? Just put yes if you take magnesium. And if you take magnesium, what kind? You know what kind? Magnesium has to be married. Magnesium can't just be floating around with magnesium. It needs a partner. Does anyone know what partner that they're like magnesium glycinate, magnesium malate, magnesium citrate, magnesium threonate? Anyone? Okay. All right. So this is a critical point. So has anyone heard of magnesium L-threonate? Yes, if you've heard of that. Magnesium citrate? Yes. Okay. So, John, uh, any problems with, uh, like, like uh, diarrhea, loose stools with citrate? Yes or no? No, yes? Okay. 
John, yes, props. Okay. So, so again, this is where this, no. Okay. All right. Good. So this is where the critical part comes in. So you go to Amazon. This is very, very critical. So this is magnesium L3 in it. You can see that right there. <clears throat> so what's so significant about magnesium L3 in it? This is a magnesium that can cross the blood-brain barrier. This is the critical part. So if you have constipation, like if you're not going to the bathroom, load up on magnesium citrate. That causes bowels to, to loosen up and you to go to the bathroom. If you can't sleep, if you have anxiety, magnesium L3 and 8 is the critical thing. And the thing is, you want to take this at night. You put one scoop in there, two scoops in there, three scoops in there. Bowel dynamite, exactly, right? Bowel dynamite. So you put, you know, start with one scoop before you go to bed, not in a lot of water, like one ounce of water. You, you know, put it in a little cup and then you sip it. And then what you want to do if you're waking up at night, take an avocado, put an avocado on there. Uh, put some uh, olive oil on it with some sea salt on there. You eat your avocado. You take this magnesium L3 and 8 and boom. You just normalize your blood sugar levels and you sleep well. And the God-given healing ability, you've just put it in your favor. So this is critical. Now, I like things to be in powder. This is a powder in here. You can also get it in capsules. Uh, but this is a powder. Okay, so then here, what you want to do on top of that is uh, how many people take magnesium uh, Epsom salt baths? Yes, if you take magnesium magnesium salt bath. No. How many people that have sleeping problems are taking magnesium salt bath? <clears throat> All right. No. Okay. So this is where, like, when you when when it comes to recovery and healing, no matter what condition you have, you always want to take a polytherapy approach, meaning that I don't have a golden egg. I don't have like there's not one thing that's going to change a case. What changes cases is five, six, seven, eight small different things that you combine your case and you allow the healing to regain in your body. Epsom salt bass. So this right here, this is a 19 pound bag of Epsom salt. I like this because a lot of people that have problems are sensitive to smells. Um, so it's very simple. Just get this 19-pound bag. What is it? It's 29 bucks. And the protocol is real simple. Like you take an Epsom salt bath before you go to bed. Like five, 10 minutes, you put one to two cups in there, soak in the bath. Uh, before you go to bed, you eat like a protein fat meal, take your magnesium L3 and 8. And then on top of that, then you do a, a white noise. Boom. That's the protocol. Simple and it's revolution. It will it will change people's cases. How many people use white light? Okay, yeah, it can remember dreams when you're dream dreaming. You're you're sleeping in uh, your know, deeper sleep. So any any white noise like what I found works best is we used to use a fan. We still use a fan, but we use a fan and. Um, the white noise app, like my wife puts on, like, I don't know, like rain or something, jungle rain, and that seems to help. Yeah, we did a fan, Amy, and then we did the fan, and then we did this white noise with with uh, rain. That helped. I get better sleep with that. Yep. 
the Epsom salt is the same as Epsom salt, Barbara. Okay. Um, now, one last thing here is EMFs. This was people that are like really sensitive down in here. But you have to realize your phone, like every time you have your phone, there's actually like impulses. Like you put this up to your head, like there's actually waves, EMFs that are going into your brain. So I tell people, if you're really, really sensitive and you're really not sleeping well, what you should also do is turn your phone off, turn the Wi-Fi off at night, get all your EMFs out of your house. And that could be another component of the things that we're trying to do to move the needle. Now, EMS don't bother me, but maybe you're sensitive uh, to EMS, and that is one thing that's going to, you know, hold your healing back. And here, if you wanted to download the whole guide, it's right there, too. Okay, great. Uh, let's go on to the next thing, then, is going to be blood pressure. Okay, week two, here we go, blood pressure. So this is a huge protocol, and it took, um, they're all simple, but the reality behind every one of these, there's, I've been studying natural health since I've been 14. I lost 80 pounds at one time <clears throat> in high school, and that's what really started my 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 process in here. So these protocols are literally 30 years of of trial and error stuff. So there's a lot of trial and error in this. Now, for women, this is so, so critical, is low blood pressure. Anyone here know that they have low blood, low blood pressure? Yes? Just type in yes. If you know for sure that you have low blood pressure. I find this with women, mostly with women that have low blood pressure. Maybe, okay? Possibly. Sometimes. All right. So sometimes is is a problem. Like it, it, it should be consistent. <clears throat> so let me talk to you about low blood pressure, because in the conventional system, if you have low blood pressure of 110, what are they telling you? They're giving you high fives like, yeah, you're you're awesome. You're not going to have a heart attack. That's not the way this this works. We want uh, blood pressure be between 120 and 80, 120 and 80. That's like. Uh, you know, standard blood pressure. And the reason why we want that is we want perfusion. Like this is what blood pressure does is it puts pushes nutrients into the cells. So you have, if you have low blood pressure, you're not going to get nutrients in the cell. Now you have to remember all the nutrients are floating around in your bloodstream, right? And in order for that nutrient to get from your bloodstream into your cell, there needs to be enough pressure to push it, it's just like a water balloon, right? Like if you have a water balloon and you put a small little poke in it, it's going to start to spray out some water. This is what, uh, you know, this is what the pressure does, right? And as that, as that water balloon uh, decreases with water, though, you know, that little leak gets less and less and less. So we want blood pressure of 120, 120 over 80. And this is critical to have. And in here, um, so these are some signs of low blood pressure. And you probably you probably have all these symptoms here. The people that are on here, oops, probably have these things right here. So nausea, fainting, blurred vision. 
um, lack of concentration, fatigue, all these things right in here. So you can see here, this is a nice diagram on how you have the nutrients and then blood pressure pushes pushes nutrients out. Now, here's the protocol. This is actually one of my clients right here. Uh, let me, uh, this is in the, let me, hang on a second. I'm having some problems with some of these graphs here. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So here, you can see here, this is one of my clients. Can everyone see this right in here? It says 88 over 72. Like this is standing. Right. So this is super, super bad. And how many people, how many people check for low blood pressure to rule that out? No one. No one does this. And this is a huge issue with women, especially women. Here's what I find clinically. Women have hypoglycemia or hyperglycemia. They have uh, low blood pressure and then they're subclinical anemic meaning that you can't be diagnosed with anemia, but they don't have enough iron to be robust to deliver oxygen. So take this scenario. We have a gal who is uh, thin-framed, poor sugar dysregulation, low blood pressure, uh, and suboptimal iron. Healthy or sick? Person's going to be sick. And they're going to go in the conventional system and do all these different things and say they're crazy and try this and that when the fundamental principles has, haven't been laid forth, right? Okay. So this, it's really simple. What you want to do here is you want to get a blood pressure cuff, and I think I actually even have the link here. Okay. Go to uh, somewhere on my website. There's another link for low blood pressure. If you... Just so people know, like if you go to my website here and you search here in the search engine, like uh, blood pressure, then you'll see all the content that comes up with blood pressure. So is your blood pressure too low? Here's another piece of content that I have. Let me just scan through a couple of these here. Okay, um, right here. Okay, doesn't matter which one you get. This is the one just is on, on Amazon. But you want to rule this out. You could buy this thing. It's 40 bucks. If you have low blood pressure, great. If you don't, then you can send it back. Or you can be really, really simple about it. If it's an issue, then you want to, then you want to address it and figure out why you have low blood pressure. And generally, it's because there's not enough sodium. You're not retaining enough sodium. Okay, here's a blood pressure cuff right there, okay? Okay. Now, a couple last things. If anyone has any questions, questions, you just type your questions in here. I'm going to be ending in about 10 minutes. Now, if you want to get... Uh, some supplements here. You can see this full script right here is basically how this works <clears throat> is full scripts is it's like an Amazon, but it's just specifically for doctor patient relationship. So if you want to get 25% off your supplements, you just click that button, enter your email in there and then submit. And then I'll get a notification that you are on full scripts and then I'll go in your account and then I'll, um, 
put in there that you get a 25% discount. So in full disclosure, how this works is there's a 25% profit margin. So if you buy any supplements, there's a 20, there's a 10% profit margin on this after your, your uh, 25% discount. So I want to have full disclosure on that. <clears throat> this here, you can have this account forever. You can use this your whole entire life. They have about 20,000 supplements or 30,000 supplements on full script. So that's avail available for you. Now, one other thing here, I'm going to cover a couple of things here. This metabolic assessment form, if you want to fill this out, Barbara, you're welcome. Click this button here and you can fill this out. I'm just going to kind of walk you through some of this. Some people have filled this out. And what this is going to do is this will give you an idea of what systems aren't functioning. So you can see here, how well is your colon? So the red part tells you what organ systems are malfunctioning. So how's your colon? And then this section is, how's your small intestine? Are you sensitive to chemicals? Um, you know, Do you have low stomach acid? So these are questions in here that can guide you to really more of, uh, you can give you more of a focus of what systems aren't functioning properly. Now, if you fill this out, I, I'm gonna get a copy of this and you'll get a copy of it as well. But I like this because I've designed this where the topics are here and it gives you an idea of like what's happening with your body. Okay, then one last thing here, this is totally optional, but I wanna, I wanna give this out to people as a resource. <clears throat> if you wanna do some lab work through me, you certainly can. And uh, let me explain this. So if you click this button here, this is the lab work that I would run. So how, how I work, how I practice is whatever the labs cost me is what I, what I charge you. So this right here, getting back to this, the lab is $213. Then I would charge a $250, uh, $250 for interpreting the video. I would send a re re recording so you understand what's happening. But in here, if you click this button, these are all the labs that we would be checking. This is about nine vials of blood. So we're going to be checking complete thyroid. Uh, we're going to be checking to see if you have autoimmune disease against your thyroid. We're checking insulin, ferritin, which is an uh, inflammatory marker. Uh, vitamin D status, we'd be checking some inflammatory markers, homocysteine markers. These are all basic markers uh, that will be checked to see how your physiology is. So the way I use lab markers is not to diagnose diseases, but it's a fishing net. If you throw a fishing net out and you kind of reel it in, you see what you caught. This is what the labs can do for you. It can guide you into more of uh, specific directions. So let me give you an example. Like if someone comes here, you see this uh, insulin level. If someone comes to me and their insulin is, let's say, 30, and the lab range is five to uh, zero to, to 20, I like it to be around five. You know, like they have a sugar problem, like it's more significant. Or if someone comes back and they have an autoimmune disease against their thyroid, then, you know, that's significant. Like, so it kind of guides you in a certain direction uh, where to go and how significant your case is. The blood work is done through LabCorp. LabCorp let me just, here, I'll show you this. So if you go to LabCorp right up in here, and then you can just hit your zip code wherever you are in the country. This is the biggest lab in the country. There's labs all over. You just type in your zip code and then click here, routine blood work. So I'm just going to do it for uh, my zip code right here. 
And then you can see here in Bloomington, Minnesota, there's one right here. But I mean, they're all over the place. So this is available. If you have any interest in doing that, just email me uh, and then we'll we'll just move forward from there. A question, can I can I use my husband's blood? Yeah, sure. You can use your husband's blood blood glucose meter. Yep, for sure. You can use someone else's blood pressure cuff. We just need the data, right? We just need need the data. So the homework between now and next call would be this. <clears throat> if you do one action, it's to get this blood glucose meter. And then if you get this blood glucose meter, you can rule it in or out. It's either problem or it's not a problem. This is the most impactful piece of data that I can give you right here, right? So let's get that, uh, get that moving. And then, you know, these other things are really significant. The sleep protocol, if you do one and two and you actually get those in and solve and apply the therapy, apply the, uh, apply the protocol, I mean, you're, you're going to get better. It's just that simple. Okay, so we've been going for about 45 minutes. Any last questions before um, I close the call? I'll close the call and then... Um, I'll email it out, or maybe I just might put it on my website on this page here. I might just put it on this page here so you can come back to this page, and then you'll see it. So any questions, just type in any questions, if you have any. Okay. Um, just give it one more minute. Any questions? Type in any questions there. Okay, no questions. Is a hundred strips? Yeah, hundred strips enough. Yeah, for sure. Yep, hundred strips is for surely enough. Are you going to send us the video? This video. Here's my strips. Yep, yep. Well, so what's going to happen? I can't remember how many times you take the sugar levels. Okay. Um, so this is the, what the strip looks like right here. Right. Let me see if I can actually. I'm going to do mine right here. If I can find my meter. I haven't used it for a while. Hang on a second. Hey, this is this is live. You're going to see my glucose level. Grab the meter, put it in there. Okay, now I'm going to prick my finger. Just a spot of blood, that's it. 
100. Okay, so I just ate. I'm fine with 100. It's that simple. Now, when you get your glucose meter, there's going to be, if you get the kit that I bought, there's going to be like a little um, plunger in there that you can change how deep you want the needle to go in your skin. You just need a surface prick just to get one little drop of blood, and then it's that simple. Okay, Maria. Yeah, I have eaten it. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was kind of cool. So let me just go back to this protocol here. So, so remember, if you go back to this, this is this is going to be all the videos that you can rewatch for more content, right? <clears throat> so the protocol is when you get up, you take it. Before you eat, you take it. 30 minutes after, one hour after, two hours after, and before you go to bed. Now, it seems like a lot. It is, but you don't have to do this forever. It's either a problem or it's not. If it is a problem, then we know something that we didn't know before, then you can work on it. Barbara, do you have any questions? Any other questions? Maria, Kim? No, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I thought when you were talking, you said two hours a meal, three hours after a meal, five hours. So oh. I, I'm good. So I'm okay. sorry about that. Thank what? you. No worries.